I know what they think they need leads. But in that, and as the expert and as a business owner, I understand that they don't need leads. They need to learn the sentiment of a client or how to, you know, they need to learn how to follow up. They need to learn how to get them on the phone. They need to learn how to, you know, you know, listen to them and show empathy, then confirm that, you know, this is 100% what they want to do and close them on the phone. Like they need the whole entire shebang. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. Boom! Hello, everybody. We don't have to do an intro because we got our own intro. I am Angelo at CEO Angelo P on Instagram. Because I don't have any followers, so I'd love it if you guys follow me. <laughs> Bob, you ready to fucking jam today, dog? I'm going to try. I'm feeling groggy, dude. I'm, uh, I'm groggy. I'm rusty. But let's do it. I actually, I, I really need to say, kind of like we talked about before we even got on here today. Um, I noticed that I am so one track focused to a degree that everything else does not get done. So like, I'm so focused right now just on business that like, even getting the addition done in the basement, we're like, is there going to be a separate room? Pretty much we're like, I won't have to, to put this thing up and use the, the family room or have the office built and all that stuff. The, uh, the contractors have been waiting on some like Google Drive images of design inspiration <laughs> for like two months. And I just so, keep forgetting. So I actually, let's touch on this for a little bit too, but I actually agree. Like a lot of times, like Alina will tell me like, hey, you've, you got to finish. This with, I'm like, I don't, I think that we have like a, a, a finite amount of like decision-making power or like thinking ability. And like, you may think it's like the minor decisions, but as a business owner, like these decisions take like, say you start with hundred percent, like you make one decision and you're at like 70. I mean, it like depletes your, like your tank really quickly. And then things like getting, we're buying another property and like getting like, I got to wire money. I have to sit on the phone with the bank for an hour. That like wastes so much of my resources. And it seems like stupid, but like things won't get done unless like, I just like to pay other people and get them done. Cause like I have very finite thinking ability and I have to focus it on my business. So it's tough. Like when you're all in, you can't, other stuff just doesn't get yeah. done unless you pay somebody else to do it. Well, actually, and I think that'll probably transition pretty well into what we were kind of, we were jamming about the other day and then going into like, cause we wanted to jam on, on really, onboarding setting expectations and how important that is for your business and your clients. But there is, I totally agree. Like there's a finite amount of energy and especially depending on the season that you're in, like I'm definitely in a season of, of business and growth. Whereas like there was a large period of season where it wasn't, wasn't business. And then they were like, before that was like a five year chunk of just pure uh, scale. And then, so like, yeah, even, you know, those, those small things that I'm like, this is not going to, move me significantly forward. I'm just, I have other things that are going to get my attention. And it's also, you know, it's what I'm focusing on. Same thing as like, you know, with that properties, it's like, man, like I remember when I was buying this house, I was like, I got tons of other shit that I got to focus on. And I know this is important. And then, but I always push it off and then I push it off and I'm like, then I'm getting it together. Like, this is fucking annoying. Sometimes it may lead you to a bad decision too, right? Like, cause you just like give up and you're like, screw it. You like, rush it. Like, like, whatever. And you rush things. Like, dude, with the property, I was looking for, I wanted a mixed-use commercial property. You know what I was looking for, right? And, like, I looked at, like, five, six, seven, 10, 15 properties. And then I got so frustrated one day that I went to Alina, and I'm like, we have a townhouse in the town center, King of Prussia. I'm like, I'm just going to literally just email every 
a um, realtor myself, by myself. I can't wait on other fucking realtors. I just want to get this done. And I'm just going to lowball the shit out of everybody. And one of them will accept my offer. Within 36 hours, we bought a house. Offer was accepted. Well, so that also is like super important. I think that's the whole, when it comes down to investments, depending on the stage of your life, like since we're both actively growing other businesses that yeah. need our attention. Right. You know, so we're not in that, like, we're not necessarily in that venture stage or even like, you know, past that where angel even investing to degree stage where it's like, right. here, this deploy it and, and get a little bit, or, you know, Hey, a little bit of like, you know, more energy and time. It's like, Hey, we're actually growing these other businesses, which means the investments need to be for the most part, no energy and thinking. So it's right. actually funny you mentioned because it's, it's like, dude, you already know that part of real estate. Know the That's property, know done. the rent, one tenant, yeah. easy, brand new house was just built. I emailed yeah. Toll, asked them what they had ready for a quick sale, lowballed them. They came off the number like crazy. The market's shifting, FYI. This house was mm -hmm. 600000 a few weeks ago. We snagged it for five thirty. It's pretty sweet. Like the market's shifting, guys. If you've got, if you're liquid, like you can, you can, you can take advantage of some really good deals. And I think that's also like, there's so many different opportunities out there. And I think that's really important because like, obviously you and I have talked about a bunch of this stuff because I haven't gotten into real estate and I want to get into real estate. And one of the things that has kind of like, you know, I go, it's like, like, I don't want to have another thing that I need to even think about or worry about, you know? So it's, it's, and I think that's important depending on the stage of your life where like, I'm not looking to become a fucking commercial real estate empire. I have zero desire to do that. You know, so, and I, I'm not going to bring anybody onto the team right now to where I'm like, hey, let's like start that division. So it's, you know, where you deploy your money to, to essentially you want to like make your money, make money for you and work with you without you having to do it. Your energy is in the active business, you know, and then it's like, hey, you got to be intelligent when you make it. So, you know, that kind of like train of that process for where you're going to put it, and what you were going to get, I think is super intelligent. You know, and smart. It's like now you don't have to worry about it. Like you already know it. It was an easy decision, not a lot of brain power. And then like, you also know it. So it's not going to like, you don't have to sit there and start learning this fucking whole new process time and time again. And then where at the same time, you're still, you're still actively growing, you know, case connect. Absolutely. Somewhat on the gyms. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, so, he, so, so here's the decision making process, right? Like all attention and energy is in the business. So like, if I were to say like, Hey, I want to, I want a residential houses. I want an apartment complex. I want, um, you know, a college housing and I want all these other things. Like you, it takes a lot of energy to do that. So if you can kind of oversimplify things and say, Hey, I just want one residential type of res uh, property in one specific location that I know very well. And it's a like, you know, that market is very simple. It takes less brain power. It's like, um, in thinking fast. And so they say there's part a and part B brain or, or, or level one, yeah. level two and level one just like sees the world. And you know, it, it just makes automatic decisions based on past experiences. Like that's what you want in your investments, right? Because if you're all your time and attention is focused in the business, you want something that's very simple. You can do it in your sleep. It's like, sometimes when you're driving, you make a turn, you don't even realize it that's system one working right you don't want to yeah. have system two thinking having to break down and analyze everything because you're depleting those resources so like for me it's simple i know it it sits in a part of my brain that's second nature that i don't have to learn anything i already get it i know how to follow taxes i know what everything is in there and it allows me to keep focusing my energy and attention on this so like i think that if you're looking if you're in business and you're making a decent amount of money even if you're not you need to learn how to to create wealth you need to learn how to multiply your money Right. And, but you need to multiply in a way I think it's like, doesn't take your brain power. Like, so th that, that to me was just like a great 
it preserves my, well, my brain power. I mean, in reality, what you're looking for is like that passive income that has gotten right. so hot and popular. So right. passive income shouldn't take you a ton of fucking work. You know, that's why a lot, like if you look at the book, Simple Path to Wealth, Automatic Millionaire, which are great books everybody should read, even Psychology of Money, which is like a staple for anybody that they should read, um, which is actually somewhat recent. It's really just like, if I'm making money here, where am I putting my money that's going to make me money without me having to worry about it? So that means you're not going to be day trading. You know, you're not going to be doing any of that stuff. It's not, there are some people that are like, hey, I'm really good at this. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have this business and I'm going to start other businesses. Like, no, it's now you're fucking draining yourself and you're spreading yourself super thin. Right. You know, and as somebody who's done that and still does that, you know, highly not recommended. Now, there are some savants when it comes to business you know, that have already had massive success, maybe in one business where then they're completely removed. They're like on the chairman level. They have a, like a whole team doing it where now they're like, Hey, I know that this system can be plugged in anywhere. Right. Right. Put right, a leader right. in place. And then it does it. That's a little bit of a different game, but most people aren't playing. Ultimately it's like, if I'm making my money here, where can I put it where it doesn't keep me up at night and it's going to make me money could just be, you know, the index funds. It could right. be, you know, right now, like, you can get in like just some accounts, like four percent, just for your cash chilling there. Yeah, so there's a it's yearly. I misunderstood. I was like, the dude was saying four percent. I was, I'm like, yo, I'm putting all my cash in that. I thought it compounded monthly. I was like four percent. I'm like, Jesus Lord, it was yearly. Yeah, I mean, well, four percent, four percent monthly is like what twenty forty eight percent. That's dude, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, dude, I, I, I can just live off of the interest. I totally misunderstood that, but yeah, there are good things. Well, but I mean, if you look at indexes historically, let's say they're anywhere from like six to ten percent. You know, like there was a, a period recently where it was like, I think it was like average ten percent. Now I'm not a yeah. fucking, you know, financial wizard, but like over time they're like, hey, six percent or whatever, eight percent. You know, so and whereas right now that's down like big time. Yeah, yeah. So if you have cash, like you could put it elsewhere and not work. Also, I don't know. You got to think about the long game. I want to segue into what we were talking about with onboarding, right? Like client expectations. Like you're, and, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to kick it over to you in a second to like kind of tell the story a little bit, like paraphrase. But like it's very similar. Like when a client comes into our companies, right? Very similar thing. Like they have to ha almost have like one focus. Like it's tough when you go like we offer this, we can fix your sales, we can fix your centers, we can fix your this, fix that, fix that, fix, fix, fix this, fix this. And then they come in and nothing gets done. And it's like, and it's like, you know, diagnosing that and saying, this is what you need. We offer all these services. This is what we're going to do for you. And it almost goes back to the challenge in Legion when we're selling somebody that wants weight loss. This is what you need. This is how we're going to accomplish it, right? We may offer all this other stuff. This is what you need. This is what you're coming in for. This is what we're going to focus on first. And uh, like setting clear expectations, diagnosing before we prescribe, right? Truly understanding them, then giving it because just because we have everything doesn't mean like it's also it, it it's it's almost a negative to bring a client in and give them all this stuff because they're just going to get lost and nothing will get accomplished. So I want to kick it over to you to kind of share the story because I think it'll uh, you know help cement the point a bit. And that actually made me start thinking about something as you're talking, but, uh, so I'll kind of transition into that, but what we started talking about the other days, you know, we, uh, we ended up having a client leave. We had an exit interview. The client was awesome, loved it. But ultimately what he was looking for was something different mm -hmm. than what we provide. And also of course, what we think he truly needs. Um, you know, so one of the pieces of feedback that he gave us was a little bit of improving the onboarding, which is really good feedback. And 
looking back at, you know, we have actually improved the onboarding since then. But I do think that anytime you're able to have somebody openly give you that feedback, it's really good because you can then take a look at, you know, it's, it's easy to get like sense of like, nah, our shit's great. It's like, shit should always be improving. How can we improve it? How can we make it so clear? Because like you said, depending on the service or product that you're offering, the goal is to reduce overwhelm to get them to the outcome they want faster. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's ultimately in, in our education space, because that's kind of what we do, you know, you're, and there's three levels of that. Like you have do it yourself, mm-hmm. you have done with you, yep. and then you have done for you. So like for you, you do a lot of done for you. Like that's the agency game that's done for you. Could be I'm doing your ads for you, I'm doing your sales for you and stuff like that. Done with you is mostly coaching. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to do it. I'll give you a lot of our templates, but then you're going to take it. You're going to tweak it. You're going to modify it. Make you're going to make it your own, mm-hmm. which is really, I think, for most gym owners, the make it your own part has been lost on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at the do, do, like do it yourself, that's kind of like, hey, I just want a little bit more of education. I want to learn how to do it. Maybe I'm going to buy a course on running ads, but I'm going to run my own ads. I'm going to- that's like giving somebody the framework, right? Could you like? It's, think given, of- it's like it's yeah, it's, it's like the framework. It's uh, you know, it, it's essentially it's you know it's. You're doing it yourself. Like, here's the framework. Here's how to do the things, but you have to go and execute. Then, like, done with you is, yeah, you still have to, like, do the execution yourself, but you're getting the shortcuts. You're getting the roadmaps. If you think about it, like, for most levels, that's it's that's consulting or coaching programs. Uh, not even actually all, like, like super fucking high-level consulting yeah. is just, like, if you were to sit down with, with Cardone, he's probably not going to sit you down and give you a bunch of, like, templates for you to tweak. He's going to sit down and literally dive in exactly what your problem is and then give you, like, the tips that are going to help you get to the level that you're trying to go. And if you're Cardone, it's, like, what he thinks is going to be best. And then you could go look at all his shit. It's a lot of belief work. You know, there's – and that's actually – I was talking – I don't know if we talked about this, but – uh that Joey guy, he made a really good point when he did that sales training, which is depending on the level of prospect that you're working with, you may be, you're responsible for changing their beliefs, you know, if it's not there. So depending on where they are. So that's one of the things that Josh and I talk about is we think about, you know, sometimes we talk to prospects who are awesome people, but they're just two years early for really benefiting from us, you know, because they have to develop the beliefs, they have to develop the skills you know, and before, like, it's really even going to make sense. What's the best thing to do with that client? If you take that person on, what's the best thing to do with them? Uh, so actually, for what we offer, if somebody doesn't have the belief, that's that we actually can't help them. So the worst thing we can do is take them up. So the best thing is, in my opinion, is if you have somebody that isn't ready, that's, this is like when it comes down to your sales calls, your sales calls should truly be about helping people like, hey, let me really identify and isolate the problem and identify like create like what's the solution going to be and then if i can help you yeah. then we'll talk about it then we'll go into that like fucking sales process yeah but you know most people are just like hey well you know they just think hey i can help anybody but in the reality is and, and taylor says this like what's going to ruin your business is like bad clients and bad team so if you bring in a team member who's just not ready for your services and you're going to do them a, a larger disservice cuz it might actually push them back where now they were given the strategy that would work for them, but since it didn't work, now they're not going to believe in it. And it might put them on this fucking roller coaster for a couple of years, trying to find something else until they truly understand. Yeah. So if that's that person, either 
if you have something available, send them to something that's going to help them at their level. You know, so sure. we've talked about a lot of a lot about you know we start a seeing a book or a lead magnet type of deal or a book. You know, it could be a book or a lead magnet, or it could be a lower tier coaching program. I know you yeah. love all these multiple offers. You know, so that's one of the things I'd love to do in the future. Bob We're not said do that right because now, I have anxiety with all offers. That's why he threw that in there. <laughs> Multiple offers and, give me anxiety. And so it's like, yeah. but if you look at, <laughs> if you look at even like, you know, I just finished the uh, that HubSpot uh, book by their sales guy. And I think one of the reasons that HubSpot's so successful is even in their marketing, they're communicating to their prospects of the different, you know, stages and where they're at. And, based off of the stage where they are at, you know, there's different services and products that can help them. And I think that's ultimately where a consulting and a coaching business should be is you're going to have people at certain levels that like, Hey, if we're coaching them, you know, if we're working on team stuff or running somebody's ads or helping them launch their own ads and stuff like that. And like, it's done for them. It actually might do them a service if they don't even know how to sell, you know? So like when we, if we have somebody that wants us to just run their ads, if they don't have, previous experience actually running ads, then they're going to have to get coached on actually how an acquisition system works on how a sales process works on what lead nurture works. Cause it's actually funny, Justin, and I were talking about, I don't know if this happens to you, but, and this is completely now I'm going to have to plug in my computer before it dies, but this is completely off the rails of onboarding. So I'll bring it back. I swear. No, I don't think it is. I think if you just gave me a good idea that I just typed down to talk about with onboarding too. Yeah. So it's like when you bring in somebody, you know, when we, when we have, we just want people, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, I need to run ads. And let's say they've never run ads before. You know, when I, before I started running ads for, for Legion, you know, I would close everybody. If they walked into the gym, they were a sign up. And my sales process was how you do it. I'll put you through a workout, sign you up into the program. And, and I've always, at least in that part, I would tell them what they need. Not what they want. I want to work out one time a week. I don't give a shit. We don't do that. Minimum is two. I think you should do three you know, and that kind of stuff. So you have to like kind of tell them what they, you know, what they need and, and in order to truly help them like a doctor. So I've always had that trusted advisor kind of approach to it. But if somebody comes in, they're like, Hey, I want to run ads. And you, and you always ask them, you're like, you have a sales process. And they'll be like, I close everybody that comes to the door. It's like, okay, listen, if it's a referral, if it's that's a, a red flag, if you ever say that as a red flag, yeah, I hear that from attorneys too. Well, it's, it, they also, here's the thing. They just don't know. So they don't know. And it's like, if you set somebody up and like, you know, we've learned this through like, through this actually having to learn the hard way with, with clients and then helping them overcome it. But it's like, if somebody doesn't, if they've never run ads before, and then all of a sudden, like, dude, cause there's certain markets with like, we have, we have guys right now where they're still getting one and $2 leads. So if they're spending 50 bucks a day or even 25 bucks a day, they're going to get overwhelmed with leads. So if they don't even know how important lead nurture is, how to actually do it. And then once this person who has no idea, like the cool thing about paid traffic is it takes complete strangers and can turn them into clients really fast. But if you don't actually know how to work that sales process, then you're actually going to do more harm to your business than good. And service providers that will, you know, so that's for us, like we won't take somebody onto just the ads program if they haven't they haven't already had success running ads in the past or maybe not even success in sense of, but like they understand it. They know it. We know that they understand the nurture process. We know that they understand the sales process and they have that for the most part dialed in because yeah. then we're just going to flood them with fucking leads. That's going to yeah. blow their gym up. 
But if they don't, it's going to like, they're going to be like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you know, for those people. And the cool thing about like running ads for gyms is like your ads are never an expense. Same thing with lawyers. Like it's never an expense. Like, especially if there's recurring time on the back end, like you're going to be profitable on the front end and then really profitable when you put in contract value and lifetime value of your client. So, but you have to get somebody there. So generally, like if somebody has never done this before, they're going to have to be trained on all aspects of just like, you know, we consider that first phase that that one successful campaign, which can, can change the game of your business, which is getting predictable clients. It's when I have the right offer that's going to attract my ideal client. I have that one traffic source in place that's going to start getting me those leads. Then I have the nurture system and the sales process in place. Then it's like, hey, how how much am I going to spend to determine how many clients do I want to get this? That's all it is. It's it's just a a mathematic formula. Then it's like, hey, and that kind of brings us to the onboarding. Whereas in your onboarding and also in your sales process, so your sales process, in my opinion, starts the retention game. So what is being promised on that sales call? Because you can over promise then deliver and like you can sell everybody, then they're not going to convert. They're not going to stay. Maybe they'll leave early or something like that. So that's kind of generally speaking is like, if you notice that you have a tendency to lose clients early, you know, they can't like get to the point where like, Hey, you know, they, they understand this, the, you know, they've been able to achieve any long-term success It's because maybe in the sales process, you know, especially for gyms, one or two things happen. You over promise and then under delivered. So right. like you promise on all these amazing that's every, results, that's programs, every stuff like that. Every industry. And then it's like, then your actual product isn't any good. Or you promise them on something short term. So like, you know, since six week challenge is super popular or 21 days or, you know, even 28 days or something like that's so a little, whatever the time frame is of your front end offer. If you're only talking about the results in that time period, never about the back end, about real transformation the life changing, really have to do getting off medication only, changing yeah exactly and it's like and being honest like in our sales process we tell people we're going to get you you know part of one of the unique aspects of legion is quick fix results that lead to lifelong transformation so we tell people like hey we're going to hook you in with this amazing offer this amazing program we're going to get you more results in six weeks than you've gotten in six months or even six years but we're just going to get you started now i'm going to teach you i'm going to i'm going to let you understand the belief of what you're truly capable of once you understand and you get results, now you're going to actually be more responsive to like the transition we're going to make. So you right. keep that weight off. You continue getting more right. success because if you stop, then you're actually just going to gain more weight back. You know, so we're very clear about, hey, this is just the starting point. We're going balls to the wall. And then we're going to start really focusing on that lifelong change. But if they give those amazing results in the beginning. So I think part of that has to happen also within any onboarding, you know, so the sales process when you're first setting up a client. And then your onboarding has to, of course, set the proper expectation. And then, like you said earlier, in the, and like that was one of the things that we've we have improved, and we're going to start improving even more. Is more very very specific, tangible roadmaps of just like in the gyms, do X, and depending on like really what phase they're in, you know, since we do proper consulting, you know, we do get clients that are just you know really dialing in their acquisition system, and then we have clients whose issues are mainly with like team. You know, so like when we plug in the different models that we use, there is a little bit of differences in where they work. So, you know, if somebody has five locations versus somebody who's just launched their first location, their needs are going to be a little bit different. Yeah, we're going to make sure like we check it in, like the acquisition system dialed in. Boom. Cool. You know, then it's like, let's take a look at team. 
What's this organizational structure look like? What is our cadence for meetings? What do our scorecards look like? You know, what is there? Is there even an actual proper foundation in the business as far as vision, mission, you know, core values and everything like that, that can then like be that North Star for the company? You know, so there's different things, but in your onboarding, it should really reduce the overwhelm and create that clear path of what this individual needs to do in order to have success. And then for any business to scale, like that should be somewhat systemized. So I wrote a note back when you talked about, I close 100% of the leads that come in. That's a red flag. When I talk to an attorney, and I'll give you an example of my business, but when I talk to a firm and they're new and they're looking to work with us and they say, our team closes 100% of the people, we close every single person, every lead. So that's a, a red flag. So one, you know that they don't have experience working like social media leads or like anything that has anything to do with disruptive marketing, right? They're just talking to referrals or people that are like pre-sold. So they don't actually know how to close anybody. And then two, like, you know, you need to set clear expectations of, is this going to work for them? So that's a huge red flag for me. And like, you can't call them out right there. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I've, I've literally, I'm glad we got to talk. I've literally never had, we've worked with over 180 clients currently. I spend $3 million a month. I've never had anybody who's able to close 100%. So I love to dive in and see what your intake process is and see how that, that goes because I've, I'm yet to meet a firm that's do that that's done that. So I'd love to take some notes from you guys. And then I'll continue off. So like right there, and I'm like, well, we don't do 100. Maybe it's like 90 something. Like still, I, I firms that are over anywhere over 50% are just like unicorns. So if you guys are able to do that, I'd love to dive into your process and like, you know, what kind of leads and how your process goes. And I'm probably going to jack some of your processes. And I'll make a little joke like that. Um, um, so just kind of like softly put it out there that understanding that that's not true and it's impossible and nobody can close hundred percent of people that come in. But then like, I know during that call, like we have to set super clear expectations that I know what they think they need leads, but in that, and as the expert and as a business owner, I understand that they don't need leads. They need to learn the sentiment of a client or how to, you know, they need to learn how to follow up. They need to learn how to get them on the phone. They need to learn how to, you know, you know, listen to them and show empathy, then confirm that, you know, this is hundred percent what they want to do and close them on the, like they need the whole entire shebang. So like for me, I'm like, this is going to be like a three call close and we are going to give them every single excuse, every out that we can give them. And if they sign up, they're going to sign up on the presence we're going to train your intake team. We're going to tell you, you do it this way. You're going to fail. Prime example, have a client. He was on the fence for weeks, weeks, wouldn't sign back and forth. Older guy, John Tyler thought he was going to be a bad fit. And I'm like, well, dude, just wait. The guy's agreement. You think he's going to be a bad fit. John's like, something about the guy. Just give him a chance. I sent an email. I'm like, yeah, if it's not signed by tonight, I'm done. Go back and forth with the guy for three weeks. He signed. And everybody's like, man, I don't know why we made this guy sign. It's going to be terrible. He's going to be blah, 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 blah. And we hammered him on the onboarding, tried every which way to make him not sign, told him it's going to be horrible, told him, blah, 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 blah. you have to do this. It's like a full-time job. Are you sure you want to do this? Please don't do this. Fucking don't pay this invoice and don't sign this. <laughs> we literally gave him every out. We set the most clear. He signed and get for, 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 for context on a 7K budget and attorney. I know they're all different every state, but four cases is the average off a 7K budget. And that's over a month. This guy signed five cases his first week. Never did Legion. Older guy. That's awesome. We thought he was going to be a total flop and we gave him every out. So like when you're, you have to like, 
You have to, two important things when you're bringing on a new client as a business owner or a sales rep or whatever it is for your business, you have to one, you need to be able to diagnose before you prescribe. So diagnosing is extremely important. You need to listen to the language, listen to how people talk, ask the good questions and get the data and understand where that person's at. Then you need to know this is going to work if they do this and you need to can hammer it and set clear expectations. So, hey, if we come on, you have to do this. You want to do, if not, we will not work with you. And we made it like, this, 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 this training, that training, do all the intake academy stuff, do all, and then he was successful. So like bring it on just clients. Like they say, a jack of all trades is a master of none. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah, we'll bring you on. We'll bring you on all the clients. It's going to sink your business. But clear, super stupid, dumb, concrete expectations, understanding where they're at, giving them exactly what they need. You're always going to win. You're always going to win. So that's why onboarding is so friggin' important. That's so important. And it's like the, even like prior to the, but it starts prior to onboarding. It's making sure you're almost <laughs> pushing people away. I mean, like, listen, this is what's going to take. This isn't, and a lot of people get into, you know, it's, it's just entrepreneurship in general. It's, if you think of all these people that fell for the completely done for you automated Amazon store that snake oil never worked, that never worked for anybody. It's like, Hey, I want everything done for me so I don't actually have to do the work in my business. You have to start questioning. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. And like I share this as somebody who, one, has fallen for that shit before. You know, so it's like, I'm like, cool, like this is easy. I want to launch Wait, this. But you like, hold up the number one. You fall for every ad that comes across your Facebook feed no, that no, says no, anything no, no, outlandish. No, 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 no. <laughs> I one have been super good not buying shit, but I have because for because like, he hey, lost like, his credit card. <laughs> no, no, I I would say just about every single investment that I've made in like let's say a coaching program or course has been beneficial for me. Yeah. So I just value education. I love developing more skills. Like I fucking love to learn. I can't say the same for you, Angela. I can't. No, oh, no, kidding. I love but, to learn. I love to learn with your login so I don't have to spend all the money. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, but I, I think that really helped me too because early on I just had my first mentor was just phenomenal. So it yeah. really like helped open open it up. And then my second was like, eh. Uh, and then some of the – like generally even with courses like there's one or two good snippets that you'll get out of it if the whole right. thing isn't freaking phenomenal. Like reading a book. But I – yeah, but like I've done like – I remember years ago I was like, oh, let me launch like a – uh, the coaching company and I saw like this done for you thing. Like did all, you did all your emails, you did all the fucking ads, you did all this other stuff. And it was just absolute trash. And then I think, but I also think about the skill sets that are important to become a phenomenal entrepreneur. Like, yeah, eventually you can then go and hire people in your team or, you know, you can get swipes and like learn that stuff. But especially early on, it's super important that you develop these skills. Like two examples. One, I have a buddy of mine. He has, uh, he used to have a gym that would do about 150 K a month. Great gym. He's been in the game a long time. He knows his shit. Phenomenal trainer, you know, and he like, he, he would take, you know, we were, you know, old mass mine. He would take, um, you know, the ideas, make it our own, put our own, you know, make, put it, make it so it fits our brand. So it's not like anybody else's, so to speak. Um, and then deploy, deploy, manage the team. And then he was launching into the online game and then he kept like going from 
done for you program. He's like, I don't want to do it. I've done, you know, he's like, I've done the work. I don't want to do it. I just want to move fast. I want to do this. And eventually I was like, dude, after he got burned by the last guy, I was like, stop fucking paying people to do this shit when you already know how to do it. And then just start executing. on. Stop like, running away from the work dog. Yeah, like start doing it all. He's like, all right. and then all of a sudden now he's been having like success. He's been putting you could have been another that. company so, that sold him a done for you and took his money and just burned him too, right? But you did the right thing yeah. by him. Well, it's like part of it when we first started, you know, Fit Pro Syndicate. Like that's really where a lot of like I'm not the biggest fan of complete done for you unless the person has had really good success consistently. Like if somebody. It's a great fit for somebody to have, let's say, in my opinion, like gym owners have somebody run their ads for them mm-hmm. when they've either already run ads for a while, or maybe it's like the last straw they're going to give up, or, you know, yeah. it's just like, there's like, hey, I have all the other systems in place. So I don't want to worry about it. But like, they've right. already, they understand the whole process. And then it's good to bring, you know, to have somebody else do it, especially if their focus is going to be elsewhere, yeah. you know. But like when we were doing, you know, but if the person really, really doesn't understand it, like having somebody help them, like once maybe yeah. they've done a little bit of education, help them launch and manage it while they're learning and getting educated at the same time mm-hmm. to really maximize it was something you guys do a really good job of for your green uh, clients. Like that really helps. It makes it super yeah. fucking simple. But then like I learned in, in, um, you know, we, we have a, uh, we're, we like when we did the fit pro syndicate completely done for you ads, nurture and sales. We had yeah. some gyms that crushed it. We had some gyms where we'd send them like 60 fucking clients and they couldn't keep a soul. So like literally all that work was done for them, but they didn't actually truly understand the marketing and the nurture process and the sales process. So like they still screwed up and then the onboarding would be fucked up. I don't think – I don't – I'm going to take – I'm going to put the onus on us a little bit. I don't think we understood how best – to set clear expectations and I was in the selling. So maybe this is a little bit on me, you know, more on me, but I don't think we even understood what to like guide them towards and vet them out of. And like the, the, what you and I know now applied back then, I think we would have been much more successful. I don't think like the expectations were set like that. Like we, we didn't vet them properly. I think we could have done a better job by that. And I think we both have the skill set now because of that. Yeah. I mean, no. So, and I don't disagree. Like there's tons of stuff that we could improve on. And that's why we never got out of beta. Like we crushed it. There was, there were some gym owners that did well and some gym owners that didn't do well. But the ones that did well, they already knew it, but we, we could have provided more handholding with the ones that didn't. And then they might've been so like, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, the other thing is because the expectations were there or the education along with the expectations handled uh-huh. didn't happen, you know, but also those people didn't have those skills. They right. were kind of like screwed over. But I mean, the people that we did it for loved it. Yeah, you know? and for like, sure. I mean, Josh, that's Josh is my partner. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. One so, of them ended up becoming your partner. He's like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Dude. Great episode today, man. We'll catch you guys next week. Crushed it. Later, bro. Love, peace and chicken grease. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.